0: your seat his table let me first apologize for the lateness but a little some things went on i was supposed to have been able to have my elder son ed on but it didn't work so thank you so much for your patience i am your host dr apostle madonna p johnson We thank you so very much for joining us. In our last podcast, our topic was meet the moment, make the moment. And my elder daughter, Dr. Vestinia Bridges, did an awesome job. Meet the moment, make the moment. I have a question for you, just to ponder. How well do we navigate the reality that this day was planned and it was made by God Himself to prosper us, but also to reveal Himself through our day to day experiences? I'm reminded right now of. Psalm 118, verse 24. This is the day that the Lord has made. Listen to this part. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Not glad for it, but glad in it. Am I glad for a new day? Yes. But I'm glad in it and I'm going to rejoice in it because this new day is going to bring experiences and we'll go through these experiences and these experiences have a way of making us a new person, can change our mindset. Today, our focus is perfect conditions. Wow, perfect conditions. Let me go to Ecclesiastics now. Chapter 11 and verse 4. And I'm going to read out of New King James Version. He who observes the wind will not sow. And he who regards the clouds will not reap. What are we saying there? Things, we're not always sure of things. And if we keep looking at the clouds, wondering, is it going to rain? I don't know. So we can't hang out hats, this sort of speak, there in limbo. Living Bible says it like this. If you wait for perfect conditions, wow, you will never get anything done. What are perfect conditions? Hmm. I we would probably say when everything goes well, go everything goes as planned. You hear as we plan. No, let me give you two situations from the Word of God. Remember when Moses was facing the Red Sea behind him were the Egyptians. Who was with him? He had this scared, unbelieving nation with him. And the Red Sea was in front of him. Nothing, absolutely nothing looked right. The only things perfect, please hear this, The only things perfect was God's plan and Moses' obedience. Did you hear that? The only things perfect was God's plan and Moses' obedience. Let's go to another situation, Gideon. When Gideon faced the Midianites, he first had what 32,000 fighters, and there are to face over a million enemies. But what did God do? Mm-mm. Oh, no, Gideon, you have to get rid of some of those. He had to reduce the army down. To 300. You ever wonder why God did that? If we have a lot of people with us. People will be able to say. And we probably would join them and say it too. Oh, we did it. High five. We did it. No. the I'll say that again. The only thing perfect was God's plan and Gideon's obedience. You know, it's only human nature for us to choose the path of least resistance. And we'll make choices with less conflict. Less conflict, better off we are reducing our human will in favor of god's way when we do that we will release god's supernatural power i mean his supernatural presence and you know that in his presence what is it is the fullness fullness in his presence Going back, revisiting Ecclesiastics 11 and 4, teaches us three key things. I'll name them, and then I'll say something about each one. Procrastination, fear, and arrogance. Let's begin with procrastination. You want to remain in yesterday, you want to repeat yesterday, keep procrastinating. And you will fail to act now. And and what we're saying when we remain in uh, procrastination is, yes, I know I have an assignment. I have it, and I'm supposed to be doing this assignment right now. But it's not worthy of my attention. My faith can wait. Oh, I think about Hebrews. Now faith. Now faith. But when we procrastinate, we're saying, oh, my faith can wait. And I also look at procrastination as disrespect. For the reality that Jesus is doing something awesome, something good right now. But I don't I don't want to be bothered with it right now. How disrespectful could we be? Second one, fear. Fear is that position that I take, and I began to make excuses. Oh, I don't have the power. I don't have the funds. I don't have the resources. I don't have the support that I need. I don't have the capabilities. I can't handle it at this moment. Fear is also saying, God, I don't trust you. I am not sure you can do this. I'm not sure. Wow. That's very disrespectful. And not long ago, we talked about trusting the God I know. And the last one is arrogance. Remember, we're saying, Ecclesiastics 11 and 4 teaches us, stay away from that procrastinating, stay away from fearing, and stay away from the arrogance. Arrogance is the posture that we have the right and we have the ability to have full knowledge. I know what I'm doing. I know every detail in this moment, so I can, I know how this going to come out. What it is doing is esteeming ourselves more highly than we ought to. Ecclesiastics 11 and 4 is also a warning. It's a warning. It is a warning against believing our natural senses and our abilities alone are enough to determine how things work out. I want to say something to us about the procrastinating. You have things, I have things. Yes, we have things we should have done. We must be working on them now. Start. Start. right where we are. Start with what we have. Start with whoever is with us. Start. By moving toward those goals. Start. Maybe you'll make some mistakes along the way, but start. The bottom line, start moving toward your goals. I can remember this financial bill that had come to me. And I had to plan. What am I going to do? I had to make a plan. Because God himself said to me, what are you going to do? That was a hard question. I did not. And I refused to answer him foolishly. But I'm here to tell you. That I had a plan. And I said to him, see, everything we do. Is going to do us a lot of good. It's good for us. Because it's going to do something in us. And when it's good for us. And it does something in us. It's going to bring God glory. And I knew my answer. And whatever I was planning to do. Must bring God glory. And I'm here to tell you. It was not easy. But I followed the plan, and God said, you plan, Mm -hmm. you plan, I will direct. That's in Proverbs. So let me get back to concerning how things in life turn out. Do we know everything? Of course we don't. When was the last time we knew everything? (laughs) Never. So we ask the question, if a condition is perfect, would we need God? Would we inquire of him or request anything at request his presence or his blessing? We would not. Where does God fit if Everything else is perfect. The last time you and I read in Hebrews 12, 2, Jesus is the author, the beginning, and the finisher of our faith. Jesus alone transforms how we think. He began this faith In us, and he also perfects our faith. So it's important for us. God, remember, God has the plan, but we must be obedient. Therefore, do not wait for perfect external conditions. Jesus is the internal condition. He brings what's needed to every circumstance. What is he doing? Proving his love, proving his wisdom. And we're grateful for that. So we say to you right now, work, work right here, right now. And Jesus, and I don't have to tell you this, you already know it. Jesus lives big in us. When we bring Jesus, we bring perfect. Remember that. When we bring Jesus... We bring perfect. Jesus did not come for conditions. He came for us. I remember there in Romans 12 and 2 do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove. And that's what happens to us in every situation. We prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We are not created to mirror the circumstances. We are not. But instead, we are created to bring the right answer that will change lives. Somebody's looking at us for the answer, coming to us for the answer, and we are to show them the better way, the Jesus way. We prepare to prove Jesus right every time. Always remember the end of a thing has more value than the beginning. And my time has come (laughs) to an end. And I would like to close as I do. Remember, each day, each day is a gift from God. So stay in the forward movement, in the exceeding excellence of God's Love his wisdom and his power. I thank you so very much for joining your seat, his table. So sorry I was not able to get my son Ed as part of the podcast. But I'm so thankful to also say that he was. License as a minister on Saturday. So we bless the Lord. Love your life. Love it. Lead with purpose. Help transform the lives of others. What does it take? It takes the mind of Christ. It takes the mind of Christ to have the heart of Christ. To do the deeds of Christ. This is the forward movement. Step in it. Stay in it until the next time. The blessing of God upon you. And know we love you with the love of God. Amen.